Hello, everybody. Welcome back to 2G, where I am downgrading my phone to upgrade my life. Um, <laughs> it's so cheesy. Yeah, I'll never get over it. But it's true. It's true. That's what we're doing, right? I mean, let's cut away all the distractions and focus on what's important. That's the heart of this, right? And I've said that a lot. I'm just going to keep saying it because it's at the end of the day, that's all we got. We got the things that we care about and the people we love. So why would I want to distract myself with all the, uh, all the extra stuff, you know, all the fat around the edges, cut it out and give me the meat. So that's what I'm thinking about still, as you can tell. And, uh, really getting into some new territory with that actually guys, which we'll talk about in a moment. But, you know, first I wanted to just, you know, welcome y'all back. I know it's been a couple weeks. I haven't posted stuff. I'm sorry, but you know, it was Christmas. It was new year's. It was crazy. But it was a good time. So I hope you guys had a good holiday, had a happy Christmas, happy New Year, the whole the whole nine yards. I know I did. Uh, my family actually had one of those holidays where we all just realized how blessed we were, how grateful we were for each other, for all the blessings that we have, you know, all the good stuff going on in our lives. And we just got to hang out and enjoy each other. And, you know, that's something I hadn't experienced for a while on holidays which usually is because all of my cousins and I would just play video games the whole time, to be honest. Um, but also just because in college, you're crazy, you're stressed out, you're already thinking about next semester, you know, that whole thing. But this holiday, I really just got to focus on being with my family. We played some fun games and uh, just got to be a kid again in some ways. We played hide and seek in my grandparents' house, which is so much fun. And, you know, it was it was nice to kind of practice what I'm preaching and uh, really just spend time with with the people I care about most. So that was my holiday, and it was really good. I wanted to give a shout-out, actually, to my cousin Henry. He, uh, at, at Christmas, he was literally quoting my podcast directly to myself and others. So I know that he's been listening to every episode, has actually been thinking about getting a flip phone, so he was checking out my phone and, and really enjoyed it. Um, and I think that's really cool, Henry, honestly, that you're listening to this, and that at your age, you're thinking about stuff like this. You're thinking about you know, what role technology should play in your life and, you know, what does it actually mean to live the most meaningful life? What does it mean to be present uh, and, you know, really care about the things that are important? So keep it up, man. I think that's really cool. And you are years ahead of your time. So that was really encouraging to me too. Um, so I wanted to definitely give a shout out to him. But today, guys, we are going to talk about hurry. So this is something that's been on my mind a lot, especially because a lot of the things that have shaped me in the past four years have taught me how to hurry very well. Guys, if I could have had a minor on top of my double degree, it would have been a minor in hurry. I knew how to fill my plate up and rush through one thing to the next and just get it done, get it over with, and boom, it was over. I knew how to do that with homework, with essays. I knew how to do that through class, even though it was a set schedule. I could hurry my way through a lecture, even though it usually just meant disconnecting and tuning out. I could hurry my way through work. I could hurry my way through getting ready for anything. And oh, if it's a social event, I know how to hurry through that too. I am a hurry master. But lately, my life has slowed down a lot. So in the past three months, I got a new job that I'm technically just working part-time. So there's, you know, less work to do, even though I can pick up hours as much as I want. So it's a cool situation, really, and I'm, and I'm grateful for it. But the other thing is I live really close to work, so I don't have to spend as much time getting ready. And 
I have a lot of downtime since I'm, you know, just working part-time and picking up hours when I need to. The other thing is I live close to most of my friends and to my church, so I don't have to drive that much. What this means is that for the first time in my life, I have no reason to hurry to get anywhere. I mean, I have hours to get everything done and then some. And then when I get home at the end of the day and it's all done, then I have nothing to do anyways. I mean, I have so much free time, guys. It's really incredible. And I've benefited from that in some really good ways. Uh, You know, for instance, this podcast. But you know what I noticed is that even though I had no reason to hurry... I'm in such a habit of hurrying through a lot of things in my life that I was hurrying through my downtime, hurrying through getting ready, hurrying through work, and hurrying through most of the things on my schedule, even though there's literally no good reason for me to be doing so. So it just goes to show that hurry can kind of follow you even into a season where you don't need to. And that's why I wanted to talk about hurry today, because I've been thinking a lot about that. And as I get in this mindset of really being intentional with how I'm using my time and how I'm spending my life and trying to enjoy every moment, I realize that one of the biggest detriments to doing that is hurry. Um, There's this pastor that I I really like, and his name is Eugene Peterson. Uh, You might be familiar with him. He made the message translation, which... Love it or hate it, I think it's pretty good, but it's it's very well known, and uh, the guy is is a wizard. I mean, he is on it. He knows his stuff, really humble, really wise, um, and has influenced a lot of people. He says this about hurry. Hurry is a form of violence practiced on time, but time is sacred. I'm going to say that again, just let it sink in a little bit more. Hurry is a form of violence practiced on time but time is sacred. So think about that for a second. So when we're hurrying, basically what Eugene is saying is that we're actually exerting violent force upon time, which is something that he is saying is holy, is sacred, um, something that should be honored and, and enjoyed. Um, so th- I think that's the most true thing I've ever heard in my life. You know, the more I let that quote sink in, um, the more I, I realize it's true. See, when we hurry, we are missing out on what's happening right here and now, what's in front of us. We're missing out on the wonder of it all. And, and it's not just that, but what we do, what we're, what we're doing when we're hurrying is essentially this, so that we are, like you said, exerting violence on time. We are trying to force something to happen quicker than it should. And, and what we're saying when we do that is, this thing has no value to me. Let's just get it over with. So whatever it is, say I need to wash the dishes and I just rush through it and try to get it done as quick as possible. And I'm in a form of hurry. I'm practicing hurry on this task. I'm really saying that there's no value in the task that I'm doing. Or, you know, even worse, if I'm out, you know, at lunch with a person or I'm having a meeting or I'm with my roommates or with my loved ones, and I'm trying to rush through that moment to get to whatever's next. I'm saying there's no value in spending this moment with these people. Which, when you lay that bare, that's kind of shocking, right? There's, there's some things that, hey, maybe there is no value in this. You know, like waiting at the DMV. Yes, I definitely am still going to try and hurry that process up as much as possible. But there's so many things where I don't want to be violent to time. And I don't want to detract from the value of those things. 
So why would I practice hurry? Why would I be in a hurry when I could just be here, when I could just enjoy what's in front of me? You know, don't, don't we want to add value to the things in our lives and find value even in the small things? I think that'd be a much more enjoyable way to live. So let's, let's get rid of hurry. Let's throw it out the door. Let's all take our time. Um, so when I was in college, I worked at this coffee shop called Dutch Bros. Wonderful coffee shop. Really cool uh, employees. Lots of good energy. Pretty good coffee. It's pretty sugary, though. But the thing that they're known for is being fast. In fact, one of their core values was speed. It was speed, quality, and service. And so, I mean, the lines were always out into the street, and these cars would block traffic trying to get into our coffee shop. And we would just blare the music and move as fast as possible to get these people in and out. So one thing I picked up really well at this job was how to hurry. But it eventually became detrimental because I would leave a mess behind me and sometimes I could mess up drinks and I would just always be stressed out. And I remember one time, one of our regional managers, one of the people who was basically over our manager and over other managers in the region, um, was in our stand working with us and he saw me kind of stressed out at this shift that was really busy And this dude is just, he's just taking his time. He's enjoying himself and still getting stuff done in a good time and still, you know, being speedy. But it looks like he was the laziest employee ever. I mean, if you just looked at his body language, he was just relaxed and kind of lackadaisical, but still on schedule, still getting drinks out on time. And he was enjoying himself more. He was singing along. He was dancing. uh, And that was just the most opposite way of how I worked. I was fast and I was always in a hurry. And he just pulled me aside that day and he said to me, dude, you got to like, you got to slow down, you know, slow is fast. He just said that a couple times, slow is fast, you know, with this type of thing, dude, slow is fast. You know, like if you get it done, you take your time, you don't have to do it again. And as a Dutch bro, it's kind of how we talk. We're all a little bit surfer boy, right? He said, dude, slow is fast. And that has stuck with me. I mean, it's kind of a funny story, right? I'm in this hip coffee shop where this guy who's wearing flip-flops and making espresso drinks and throwing them out the window, listening to dubstep, is dropping this spiritual bombshell on me. And really, it's about my job, but it was about so much more than my job, right? Slow is fast. That's That was about so much more than coffee in that moment. And that's a, that's a saying that's going to stick with me forever. I know it because every six months when I feel myself frantically rushing through things in my life and wanting this season to end so I can get to the next one, I just remember, I just remember him sitting there in his tank top with his flip-flops on, holding one of our espresso spoons and a drink, going, dude, slow is fast, you know? Like, slow is fast. And that is so true. Think about it. Imagine if... Instead of hurrying through tasks and, you know, practicing violence on time, like Eugene Peterson says, and detracting from the value of things by, by hurrying through them, imagine if we just took our time. Imagine if we just said, you know what, I'm going to have to wash these dishes. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it right. I'm going to take my time, make sure they're clean, maybe whistle a tune while I do it. And that will be more efficient because I won't have to rewash any dishes. I won't be so stressed out about it. I'll actually maybe enjoy it. It'll be a good break from, you know, every other thing in my life. Um, And I'll get it done. And and that will be that. Maybe you would find that you enjoy washing the dishes or you enjoy taking the dog for a walk or whatever whatever the seemingly mundane task you want to hurry through is. There's probably something there to be received, something there to be enjoyed. You just got to find it. 
And you don't find it by hurrying through it. You find it by taking your time and by going slow as fast. If I slow down and I'm really here for this, I'll get whatever it is done better and I'll feel better about the whole process. Maybe there's even something here to enjoy. The other thing is this. Um, the peace we're looking for on the other side of hurry is almost never there. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like I, I notice when, when I'm hurrying through whatever that thing is, it's because I just want to get it done so I can get to this thing. And this thing is going to have peace and it's going to be fun. And then I'll be able to kind of relax and, you know, take my shoes off and, and just sit on the couch or whatever it is. When I get through this and just hurry through it, then I'll be able to, you know, be in this state of mind or then I'll be able to, to be okay or whatever it is. Often for me, it's, I'm just going to get this done and then I'll have peace. Then I'll be able to relax and take a breath and chill. Often, I found it's actually the opposite. When I try to hurry through this thing just to get to that thing where I can finally, you know, do whatever it is, I find that the hurry follows me. So if I'm hurrying through washing the dishes so I can finally just veg out, or hurrying through work so I can finally get home, I've often found that that I don't even find what I'm looking for in the next thing. See, what I need to do is find peace within the storm. Um, often the thing we're looking for isn't attached to circumstance or, or it can actually be found within the current circumstance. But, you know, I might be looking for peace or relaxation or enjoyment or meaning in whatever is after the meeting or task or person I'm with now. I might be trying to rush through it and detracting from the value of whatever's in front of me because I think there's more value in what's coming next. But if, if I just sit for a moment and, and go, you know what, this, whatever I'm doing right now has value, where is it? And kind of play treasure hunter with whatever moment or task you're in, right? Where's the value in this? Finding the peace within the storm, you know, it could be a mess. It could be a situation where you want to hurry through it. But there's a way to, to actually be at rest and have peace, even in, in the types of things that, you know, really push your buttons or the types of things that you just, for the life of you, couldn't find value in. Uh, there's a story in the scriptures about Jesus and his disciples, and they're on a boat. And the disciples are freaking out because there's this huge storm on the lake and the boat is shaking and the clouds are stirring and it's raining and it's, you know, it's just scary and it's terrifying and the waves are roaring and they're like, oh my gosh, we're going to die. I am going to die tonight on this boat. Jesus, you got to do something. And they look for Jesus and he's sleeping. And so that's kind of disappointing, right? That the person that you know could maybe do something about it, Jesus, is just asleep, sleeping like a baby you know, through a hurricane, basically. I mean, this torrential storm is threatening your life and he's totally asleep. And he wakes up and, you know, says, you know, be gone. And the storm ends. He calms the storm and that's just Jesus for you. But I think there's something we can all learn from that. That a lot of times the winds start rocking the boat and we just want to hurry to the other side of the lake. We just want to get through the storm and we just, you know, when we get to the end of the, the lake and we can park our boat, then we can rest. Then we can finally stop worrying. We can finally just rest and we don't have to hurry anymore. But right now we got to paddle. We got to freak out. We got to, you know, full sail ahead. Or you could just find a place in the boat where you can sleep. 
and wait for the storm to pass. What's easier? Sitting on the deck and staring at the waves and going, oh my gosh, the waves are going to kill us, our boat's going to tip over, we got to hurry, and just being freaked out the whole time, or just finding a place to sleep while the storm passes. You know, you're, you're going to, it's going to take the same amount of time either way to get the other side of the lake. You're going to have to take the same amount of time to paddle. So really, hurry doesn't help you get to the other side of the lake any quicker. It just makes you more stressed out. And so, you know, that kind of makes me wonder if the person we're practicing violence on, the thing we're practicing violence on and against when we're hurrying isn't just time, but is also ourselves. Um, I remember there's another pastor who, who kind of extends the idea of Eugene Peterson's quote and saying that hurry is a form of spiritual violence. So, so it's not just I am committing violence against time and it's not just I'm detracting from the value of whatever it is that I'm doing and whoever it is that I'm with, but it's also I'm detracting the value of myself being here right now in this moment. It's a form of spiritual violence. So that's it. I mean, I've been talking for, oh, what, 17 minutes about hurry. So as you can tell, I'm definitely taking my time to drive this point home because for me, I, I'm done with hurry. I have broken up with hurry. That relationship has ended. And even if she texts me back sometimes, I'm going to try my best not to respond because I want to enjoy my life. I want to realize that time is sacred and I don't want to be violent against time. I don't want to be violent against my own spirit. And I sure as heck want to find a way to sleep on a boat because there are going to be storms. There are going to be things that I just wish would end. But I'd rather find a way to just take a nap during the middle of them and wait for the storm to pass. I'd rather find a way to find joy and enjoy the moments in my life, no matter what they are, whether it's washing the dishes or, you know, going to work, than rush through them. I'd rather find the little moments of happiness and enjoyment, even if they're very small and minute in any, any way that I can, then hurry through my whole life and realize that the big thing that I was looking for was not actually really there. And so that's what I'm thinking about this week. That's the thing that's on my mind. And that's the thing that I think as it relates to our phones, just to kind of bring it all together, I think we use our phones as a form of hurry to to, to hurry through time, we will just waste time by distracting ourselves. We also use them as time-saving devices, which is detracting from the value of the process of everything we're doing, right? If we have to save time by, by using time-saving devices for every step of our life, we're detracting from the value of our whole life. So that's what, that's, that's what's on my mind, guys. That's what's... Uh, stirring in my heart this week. So hopefully there's a couple things you can pick up from that. Hopefully you, like me, will divorce hurry. And uh, maybe we can all just realize that slow is fast and just take it easy, you know, take a chill pill and enjoy things. So that's what I'm thinking about. Thanks for listening. I will catch you guys later. Thanks for listening to 2G.